entertainment and all things exciting. The Student Spin podcast is a sister media to the Six Mile Post newspaper at Georgia Highlands College in Rome, Georgia. The views in this podcast do not represent those of the Six Mile Post or Georgia Highlands College. So welcome to Sights and Sounds. I'm Henna. And I'm Lexi. And today we're talking about unconventional fashion. So do you want to go ahead and start us off? Yes, I'd love to. So this is our first podcast episode for Sights and Sounds. So we're just going to jump straight into it. And we'll start with Lady Gaga and her meat dress from 2010. That seems like a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And it was completely made out of meat. Wow. Did she have anything under it? Um, No. I looked it up, and actually, she wasn't even allowed to try the dress on. She didn't even show up in the dress. She showed up in a different outfit, a dress, and then she she put the dress on for the first time, shoes and all, raw meat to bare skin. So I guess I just want to talk about what kind of effect it had on the media and us as people. Well, I think, like, um, I don't even know when, but I'm pretty sure at the ripe age of seven I did hear about <laughs> this, like, at the time. But, like, seeing it after, I think it was so... It was so big, but I think it was because people were just more, like, shocked instead of kind of understanding what it really was. The first thing that people thought about is how it was kind of gross. That's kind of the statement is, like, you don't even realize how you kind of treat people just from their looks. Yeah. Like, like there's this whole reason for it. Absolutely, yeah. And people were just seeing it at surface value. Yes, I think uh, that's super important because I've never heard of reason why. Like, I never heard the reason why she wore the meat dress. Yeah, I think everyone just talks about how until I she just, wore a meat dress. Yeah, she just wore it, and everyone thinks it was gross. Which I honestly thought it was a look. Yes, I mean, it's it Lady is. Gaga. She could rock anything. Personally, I think it's gross. I can't understand the satisfaction behind the... F- the feeling of meat, uh, raw meat, yeah. on my body. I, I don't know how she rocked it the way she did, though, but it looks good. I do realize she, she had a meat hat. She did. She had, so they actually called it a beret. I don't know if it had a clip on it and they oh, clipped goodness. it into her hair or if it was just a piece of meat that they laid on her head and it just stuck. Yeah, it literally Um, looks like just like a piece of flank sitting on her head. Yes. So actually, uh, moving on with that, I do want to talk about where the dress is now because I think it's super interesting. So apparently the dress is dried and stored in the House of Gaga. It's an exhibit on the Las Vegas Strip, and it was painted by an artist to make it look like raw meat still. That's actually insane. It is insane. I didn't even know she had her own museum. Like, I would love to see what else she has in there. Yeah, I didn't know. Did she say anything more to the reasoning behind this? So I'm actually seeing a lot of mixed reasoning behind the meat dress. What I see here, though, so I guess she wore the dress as a statement about being vegan and animal rights and to fight for what you believe in. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying that, like, the message doesn't really kind of... Makes sense Makes because sense. she's wearing a dress made out yeah. of meat. So you exactly. think if you're going to represent animal violence, you probably wouldn't kill an animal and to wear, wear it. it. Yeah. 
That's also like so wrong because it's not even like fur or something You're like not that. Using... It's just the straight meat yes. of the animal. So <clears throat> for such a long time, I genuinely didn't even know that it was like real meat. Like I knew it was a thing. Well, I remember it so surreal. Like I was only five, but I feel <laughs> like it was last year. I mean, I. I think it definitely shows the fact that how far away we are from that life. Like, where the hell would I go and wear a meat dress to? You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. So, see, that's another thing that I thought about. So, you go to a runway, you go to a fashion show, and you see all of these unconventional, just out-of-the-box, insane dresses, insane outfits that are millions of dollars big hefty price tag that someone um like me personally would not be able to afford for sure and and what event are you going to wear it to i can't imagine paying thousands of dollars maybe millions for a dress made out of meat that i'm going to wear for a day a couple hours even I feel like that's what's so, what's the word, I guess, attractive about, like, all these runways and fashion shows. It's kind of like, you know, like, in The Hunger Games, like, how they're yes, literally just, absolutely. like, watching them. and They all do they it do. because they can. Yeah. And it's so crazy to think that, like, we poor people are down here just watching <laughs> them, like, literally just walk a few feet and, like, millions of dollars. It's so, so hard to kind of comprehend how we are in that reality where people are just wearing... Just for the fun of it, just because they have so much money that they can just do it, wearing just these because absurd things, and I absolutely. just think like I don't even I haven't bought clothes in months. <laughs> I have, have maybe no two money. pairs of pants. Yeah, literally, me too. Absolutely. So moving on to Bella Hadid and the spray-on dress. I saw that. I thought that was so. It like, was amazing. Well, I love Bella Hadid. So. Um. So yes, first of all, I love Bella. Um, she's beautiful. She's yeah. great. But what's really intriguing to me is the show that they made out of this spray-on dress. They didn't just spray it on and have her walk out. They sprayed it on in front of everyone. And that seems so confident to me. I think only Bella Hadid could pull that off. I absolutely. So actually, I did read something. He designed the spray-on dress to work with Bella Hadid's skin and to shape her body. Yeah, I think I it's amazing that, that they sprayed it on it and they made it off the shoulders. How do you spray on fabric and then move it off of the shoulders? Yeah, see, I don't know what that spray is crazy, made out of. right? I believe, I might pronounce this wrong, Manel Torres, he made the spray on dress. She walked it at the Caperni show in 2022, and I think it definitely had a big effect on people. Everyone oh, yeah. talked about it for a long time. What is it about unconventional fashion that draws you in, Lexi? It's just super intriguing to see, like, famous people, famous artists, people of higher class that just wear whatever they want. And I think it's also a form of art because Absolutely. I can't even imagine being able to think of something that out of the box and making it happen. Like the spray-on dress. I can't even imagine his thought process on that. The spray technology is made using his Fabrican liquid, which contains fibers bound together by polymers, biopolymers, and greener solvents that evaporate once it makes contact with the surface. It can even be turned back into a solution afterward and used again. What does this mean for future fashion? Maybe one day this spray-on dress won't be so unconventional. Maybe a lot of clothes will be spray-on, and then you can 
turn it back into a solution and use it again later. I agree with that. I think that... I think that couldn't ever go out of style. It would never not fit you. I also feel like the dif- there's, like, such a huge difference, though, like, in what, like, we see as fashion, everyday people. Yeah. You know? And then what they see as fashion. Those, like, super high-class people. Glam. Yeah. But then, like, when you just think these, these high-class people just try to come up with the most absurd things... And um, how it, it gets people talking. Yeah, but uh, it also, like, relates absolutely nothing to, like, everyday people. Yeah. But it still is so intriguing. That, it like, is that's intriguing. who their audience is. Yeah. Just to make it seem, like, so absurd, it's like we have to draw people in. I think it's super crazy that, going back to the spray-on dress, that you can turn it back into a solution. And I wonder, like, how much more evolving this is going to do. Is this going to turn into, like, uh, like fuller gowns? different colors, maybe different patterns. There's actually, uh, have you seen that dress on. where they can literally change the color with, like, an app? Yes. That's even crazier. I have seen that. So, moving on, everything Doja Cat. Her runway looks, just in general, nothing specific. She gets really intense and in-depth, and she jumps headfirst into every look that she makes. Just her most recent one, the red rhinestone dress and skin she showed up no eyebrows no eyelashes bald and covered head to toe in red paint red clothes and red stones that's insane is there a reasoning behind this look i'm actually not sure i did see on social media of course that it was super painful for her to take it off. And it was a super long and arduous process for her to put it on. I heard that it took her a a very, very long time to get covered, obviously, a couple hours. What is the reasoning for this? Like, I understand. Like, she's trying to make a statement. I think that she's doing it just because. I think, so Doja's personality is super out there. She doesn't really care about what anyone else says about her. She takes everything lighthearted. She makes a joke out of a lot of things. She just does it because she can, and people will talk about it either way. So this says, The singer arrived in a red gown with a beaded skirt from the fashion house. Doja's Inferno, that's the name of the look. Her makeup artist Pat McGrath said on Instagram that the look was meant to help incite a feel of live sculpture sitting at the front row. So Doja showed up, and she said that she was going to be a live sculpture. So There were 30,000 Swarovski crystals. Oh, yes. 30,000 Swarovski crystals. Swarovski is so popular. The Paris Fashion Week show that she went to, and that was one of her looks. Uh, Another look I want to talk about by Doja is the blue and white face paint look. Doja Cat showed up to... A show in Paris um, during Paris Fashion Week in, I believe, 2022. She wore white face paint with dark blue contour along her forehead and cheekbones. And with that, she wore a thin black halter top, a matching skirt, and gloves that featured cutouts along the arm. So a generally normal runway look paired with a very intense alien-like face paint. I feel like she does that. She tries to make herself look not human, in a sense. Yeah. I just think with most of her looks, she has just so much going on. She also has, like, such good versatility. 
She does. She yes. looks so different. She looks different so in many. every look. Yeah. Absolutely. But somehow she always still manages to make them look like amazing. Absolutely. Um, she definitely makes heads turn and she makes people talk about her, which is exactly what you want when you're an artist, I think. Yeah. Do you think unconventional fashion is going to be more conventional in the future? Like, do you think it's going to become more and more normal? I feel like the only reason, the real reason that we even have fashion like this is because of such a class divide, which might be, like, a controversial thing, I guess, you know? But when you think about it, like, before high fashion, which I feel like is relatively new, I mean, like, everyone wore whatever we had. Like, I remember when they talked about, like, things, like, during the war, they couldn't even, like, women couldn't even wear tights because they used them Mm -hmm. for stuff in the war. So they would literally just draw a line up their leg so it looked Mm -hmm. like tights. And I think that it's been, like, a recent thing with social media, which is, like, so new. All of that is, like, barely, like, 20 years old. Then you start getting, like, you start hearing about these wild things that these celebrities are doing, and I don't think that it will ever kind of relate back to, like, a normal person, you know? Absolutely. But I also think the more we progress with... Like, the more time progresses and the more generations become more and more chronically online and more into fashion, uh, everyone's delving more into high fashion, high tech, high everything. So I think uh, it's just going to become normal. I feel like it depends, though, because people can't afford this. No. Like, no matter how weird it is, like, you can always put together, like, your own... Like outfit, but I could barely afford normal clothes as it is. Yeah, exactly. The way that they're getting more and more expensive. So, but I think that if a person, like an everyday person, wore something like this, it wouldn't really have the same effect as a celebrity wearing this. Like I these think crazy so. outfits. Yeah. Um, so I think that like everyday people. Would I think everyday people wearing this would have more of like a turning head, kind of weird looking mm-hmm. effect. I mean, Which it's is like disappointing, a obviously. Yeah. Yeah, because like if you're poor, you can't be wearing this. Yes. But if absolutely. you're rich, you're expected to wear this. Yeah. A celebrity will spend millions of dollars on one outfit and wear it one time and throw it away, mm-hmm. or wear it one time and stuff it up in their closet. Yeah. You kind of have to talk about just the absurdity of some of this fashion that people have so much wealth that all they do is spend their time is literally playing dress up. Absolutely. Yeah. And in front I would love of, to play dress up. In front of millions of people, they're playing dress up. That's an amazing way to look at it, I think. But I also do think that unconventional fashion kind of portrays itself as art, mm-hmm. which makes plenty of sense to me. I do think it's art. I think it definitely is. It's super creative. I could say that I don't appreciate the waste of everything that's going in the landfills just wearing this outfit once and spending thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. when you could be donating that money to something more important, you know? You understand? But, like, I do find it very intriguing and interesting to look at. I think the biggest thing is these people who, who make these things, those, like, really big fashion houses, when they, like, first started... They really did just put all their creativity into, like, what they thought was, like, art. They had inspirations behind it. They had reasonings behind why it looks like this. They created their own unique looks that are staples. But I think over time, it's kind of, um, as they've gotten bigger and gained more money, it's kind of muddled into what are people into now and what will they spend money on. Yeah, what can we make? Yeah, instead of... What will turn heads? Yes, it's uh, what will people buy and spend their money on so that we can make more. I think that in that sense, some of these big like fashion names, 
I think they lose their sense of art. Nothing's really there. Nothing's, like, creative. There's no story to it. There's no reasoning behind it. But I do think that fashion, like, I think if, we, if, if we're talking about kind of just fashion in general, it's really interesting the way that we've progressed. If you're like, we won't know what, like, 2023 20, fashion will be like till at least, like, 10, 10 more years when you look back and you're like, this is what it was like. I think that fashion is, like, really important. Like, when you're not Absolutely. talking about, like, all these crazy, crazy things, I think clothes, style, it's so important. Absolutely. It's, I think it's a sense of culture almost. Mm-hmm. But it also shows you how anything can be fashionable. Absolutely. Like, you just have to wear it. Someone, you just have to be confident enough to wear it. And someone important um, needs to wear it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, but at the same time, people would always make fun of, like, that one person. It's who, the fear of judgment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But still, like, those same people would come in every day rocking, like, their whole thing, like, never miss a day where they weren't dressed to their particular style. And they didn't care if anyone was talking absolutely. about them. And mm-hmm. you have to kind of respect that. Mm-hmm. I think that's literally what fashion is, is people one day deciding that this is going to become my thing, and it just starts like that and spirals. Yeah, so that leads me to... So in the future, is it going to be more um, modernized? Is it going to be more... So I'm thinking now, unconventional fashion is... It's random... It's everywhere. It's crazy. It's whatever people are going to put out. But I'm nervous in the future it's going to be more blocky, kind of all mushed together, look super similar, and it's going to be super modern. I think that, like, the one thing about this absurdity is fashion is that there is no, like, there's no, no clue. Yeah, there's definitely no end. There's also no clue how far people will take it. I think that, like, if something were to happen where everything became modern, that would be, like, such a human error because I don't think that you could ever control, like, humans' creativity. So do you think, <clears throat> though, that fashion will ever get boring? I think it depends. This type of fashion is really popular with people who are younger. You know, like, you Absolutely, don't see, yeah. like, your grandpa talking about, like, oh, my God, did you see that Dodger Cat look? <laughs> did you see Bella Hadid? Did you see Bella Hadid? And I think that there will forever be young people who want to, like, you know, explore new identities, come up with new concepts. So I don't think that it'll ever be boring. I wonder if we're going to grow up and take a look back at this and wonder why we cared Mm -hmm. so much or wonder why we were so intrigued when Lady Gaga wore a dress made out of meat or when Doja Cat covered herself in paint and rhinestones. Yeah, and then you start to think about, like, how much style changes, not only with... Well, in time, definitely. And even now, we see, like, trends going much faster. Like, mm-hmm. the same thing that, oh, like, yes. was popular a few months ago is not even popular now. Nope. You just have to think, like, if it goes so fast, so fast, so fast, so fast, do you think it'll just all, like, one day just kind of burn up? So, I think it's kind of on a cycle. Uh, it repeats. So mm-hmm. It's like bits and pieces. Will how come many back. times um, is it going to repeat before people just get tired of it? Here's a real question, though. Do you think we'll ever come up with anything new again? Like, what do you think is the newest thing that's, like, truly original? See, the, the newest thing that was truly original for me was the spray-on dress. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. It was unique, and it was also so out of the blue. It was random. It happened one day at a fashion show, and it it was crazy to spray a dress on someone. I do wonder, like, how new it was. Did they think, um, this is weird, this is unconventional, uh, this will never happen, and then all of a sudden it's na- it's in the now, and, and they're wearing it and not even batting an eye. So mm-hmm. I think if, if they were wondering the same thing, as we're wondering now, is this going to become the normal 
just how out of touch with reality that celebrities are now and uh, what unconventional fashion makes of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so. they're just like dolls. They are like dolls. They literally are dolls. And I like that uh, unconventional fashion can kind of create creativeness for our younger generations. So I think that's great. Definitely inspiring. It is inspiring, for sure. And I feel like fashion, you know, it just really depends on, like, the time that you're in, you know? And I think truly in these times, like, people are are just going to be so fed up with how fashion is now. And like how you said, I think more people will be moving into bringing unconventional things to, like, everyday people. And also trying to get rid of, like, these standards that we have for fashion. So I think that the future is going to be something more positive. Or at least I hope. I hope so. But I I think definitely for fashion, like, I feel like with TikTok and stuff, because that's probably been, like, the biggest thing when it comes to trends. Yeah. It's been TikTok. I think more people kind of have feel so much more comfortable wearing out things that they never tried, trying new styles. People feel so comfortable in themselves because it makes them so different. And they like that. And that's like a huge thing on TikTok is who is different? Like who is wearing this and who's not wearing this? People like to copy them and stuff. So people are begging to stand out now. Yeah, exactly. People are fighting to stand out from the crowd. Whereas before, if you stood out, uh, you were labeled Mm -hmm. as Ostracized and stuff like that. I think uh, as the years progress, people are caring less and less about Mm -hmm. what people think about them and more about uh, just showing who they are, Mm -hmm. uh, what their personality is. And I think that's really great. I think that's exactly what fashion means is to show who you are and don't be afraid. Wear whatever you want. Literally wear whatever you want. All right. And that was Sights and Sounds episode on unconventional fashion. And we hope you all have a great day. Bye.